This is Packer and Durham on ACCN and Sirius XM Channel 371. We are glad to see you safely back on American soil. And I'm just going to wait because I'm going to let you just unfurl all the majesty of the last two weeks. And I'd like to thank you at the top of the show today for willing to dip your toe into the world of social media while you were gone. Oh, yeah. I I did more than the toe, big man. I put both feet up to the kneecap in social media the last couple weeks. And on your way out the door, producer emeritus, founding producer Drew Brooks and I have commented more than once in the last two weeks. I am going off the grid, was the quote. Yeah, oh, I did. Uh, the first no, no, I- you went on the grid. Oh, well, you went I mean, on the grid, well, Nidalee. That, maybe that's the way I look at things, because I normally don't spend any time on social media. So given the fact I was on planes, boats, trains, ferries, <laughs> uh, rowboats, uh, I, I mean, th- this trip was one of the all-timers, I got to tell you. Uh, we did a little bit of a lot of water. Never touched the big toe. Never touched the water. Now got on all the right boats. I got on ferries. I got on boat boats. I got on jet boats. I was in row boats. I was in the Mediterranean. I was everywhere, but never touched the water. This was not a Turks Mm -hmm. and Caicos uh, my life is in peril situation, but it was a great trip. Now, I got to tell you, I will just emphasize this. Anybody who has a chance to go to Italy should go and experience the culture and the food and the people and the scenery. And I mean, it's just spectacular. I can't even put into words how awesome it was. And this was round two for me and Mrs. P. Uh, but we were able to take the girls yeah. this time. So it was a real true family affair for two weeks. And it was spectacular and uh not to waste time with this but you know we flew into to milan and saw the duomo which was awesome and then we took a train up to switzerland for one day which was um i can't even put into words wes that that trip because i mean you're looking out the window of your train at at at, uh, mother nature and you're like how is this possible right i mean it, it doesn't even look real with what you're zipping through mm-hmm. the Alps and everything else. But uh, Lake Como was a 50 on a 10 scale. You could spend two weeks at Lake Como by itself. And you know, we zip by uh, Lake, oh, there, there's the Bellagio. Oh, uh, We're staying in Bellagio. Now across the way is Tremezzo. Right there is Tremezzo across the way. You can get a little ferry ride over there. But uh, this was high cotton now in the Bellagio. And you, gotta, you get off in Verena and you take a ferry to Bellagio. And then... You know, if you want to go to Tremezzo, you do that, and you get on a boat or a ferry in the fast ferry and get down to Como in about 45 minutes. So you just kind of kind of island hop in Lake Como. I mean, it was spectacular. I mean, spectacular. You know, I, had some, I, think, uh, I think, who was it? was I think it was Ryan McGee from ESPN. said, Pat, looks like Lake Hartwell. Dude, I've been to Lake Hartwell. <laughs> this ain't no Lake Hartwell. <laughs> I've been to Lake Kiwi. I've been to Lake. No, no, it's got nothing to do with it. It's just a different animal, man. It's just a incredibly beautiful place. And the food, um, 
I, I got, I'll tell you, you know, I lost 55 pounds this year, not eating sweets, not drinking alcohol, not eating bread. And I ate all of them for two weeks. All of them. Uh, this was the best meal, by the way. Uh, and there were a bunch of them. But we were in Florence one night for this place called Trattoria Forlioni. And what this is that you're looking at is pear. The fruit pear. Over, of course, handmade pasta and asparagus. Asparagus. And, uh, God, it was good. I mean, it's, you don't even chew it. You just put it in your mouth and let it dissolve. So we kind of found this hole in the wall in Florence. Trattoria uh, Polioni. And, uh, goodness gracious, was it good. By the way, Wes, you'll be glad to know it Is pairs. It four? pairs. Yeah, four. Quattro. Four? Quattro. Si, si, si. So that was uh, just part of it. And, of course, uh, when you're in Italy, you got to have gelato. Right, so here's what <clears throat> here's what happened. Yeah, TikTok. Uh, okay, TikTok. So here it is. So now I, you know me. I, I don't. I mean, the only time I've done a selfie is if you force me to do it, or my friend Jimmy, uh, Mr. Pataro, who runs the show here at ESPN. TikTok. So my TikTok. girls said to me as we we're flying over, and Gigi ended up going by herself from Atlanta, so we rendezvoused in Milan. And Emmy was with us. And so the girls are like, Dad, you have got to get involved with TikTok. I said, I think the whole thing's stupid. <laughs> they said, well, you're, not, you're just not cool, Dad. I said, no, I get that part. Yeah, that's a whole separate issue, which I would totally agree with. Now, but Dad, you need to get into social media on TikTok. I'm telling you, with all the people that follow you on Twitter, yada, yada, yada. You, and I said, well, I don't, even, I don't even understand it. I don't. I don't understand it. So I said, well. It's just a bunch of short, quick videos. I said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I said, it's a vacation. We're going to chill out. We're going to have fun for two weeks. If you girls want me to get on TikTok, I will only do it if you produce it. If you do whatever it is you do on TikTok. All right, so what, what do you want to do? I said, well, I'll tell you what I am going to do. I said, I haven't had a dessert or anything sweet in five months. So I am going to sample gelato in every city or a town that we visit. Oh, wait, okay, that'd be great. So why don't we do like a gelato TikTok? I said, whatever you want to do. So with that said, it's exactly what we did. And I sampled gelato, different flavors, and did homework in every town. We went to 13 different towns on this trip. I sampled 13 different gelato flavors. And so the girls put this whole thing together on TikTok. There you go. Uh, 
there were some that were better than others. Chocolate was yeah. spectacular. Uh, the peach and pineapple, spectacular. They were all good. I don't know who might get. But there were some West that I would bathe in. Seriously, if you had a, an entire, <laughs> if you had an entire tub of gelato, I literally would just get naked and jump in the middle of it. So good. Yeah, but well, yeah. the food, the food's spectacular. Awesome. That's just a just a small sample. What was going on for the last couple of weeks? Yeah, we have uh, we have photos uh, as well. We'll get to those as we move through the morning. And we have the soundtrack of The Godfather in our background now for the next two minutes just to celebrate your triumphant yeah. return. Yeah, by the way, that's not the music that was used on the TikTok. Apparently, we couldn't get clearance of uh, what the girls created. Well, was you, that, know. you know. I, I, I guess we couldn't get the Dean Martin. That's some are a... No, no. Heck, heck, no, no. Absolutely not. No. So, anyway... We're underway. Uh, we've got a show here today featuring a couple in case you missed it. The big... Like a big pizza pie, that's amore. <laughs> Scusi me, let it be in old Napoli, that's amore. I've been working really? on my Italian. Okay. Um, let me tell you, you don't know this. But uh, I signed up for Italian class lessons while in Italy. So I've been taking Italian while I was there. Next time I go. Online or do you go to class with a book? No, 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 no. no. Online. I figured I got all this time on these travels, like on these train trips. I mean, you know, know, it's four and a half hours up to St. Moritz to see the Swiss. Four and a half hours back. That's 10 hours on a train in one day. What do you do? You start learning how to speak Italian. That, so the next time I go back, I told my wife, here it is. Hey, the Swiss. Hey, Wake Forest. Right? Kim Llewellyn sends all this stuff, the Wake Forest ACC champion women's golf team. And I said, you send me something, I'm taking it with me to Switzerland. So we went up to St. Moritz, which was stunningly beautiful. I brought the Wake Forest yep. Swiss flag. There it is. The ACC brand. Never been stronger in Europe. That's why that hat. You've given me all that grief about my ACC network hat. That network hat almost died at Turks and Caicos. It has now been to yeah. Barcelona. It's now been to Amsterdam. It's now been to Switzerland. And it's now been all over Italy. That ACC network hat right there. So we're celebrating And you kept the, the sticker on the bill for street cred. You kept I, that sticker on the bill. That was big time. I didn't even know it was there. My wife said, why do you have that stupid sticker on your hat? I said, what are you talking street about? Cred. I, street I, cred. I took the street hat cred. off it and, and said, oh, yeah, I forgot that sticker's still on there. So how much I paid attention to it. Pack, there is one picture, I got to tell you, though, that we had we had to get our arms around, so to speak, the morning that you sent it. Because, quite frankly, you know, we we – you know, we do some deep dive on topics, hard-hitting stuff. You know, we try and be fair to all 15 institutions. We, we have all these different kind of dynamics of our program for 600 and today 40 shows, right? <clears throat> but risque is really not one we have dove into very much. And I thought you, uh, I thought you came close to, close to crossing some lines when you were in Florence. I really did. Oh, well, I mean, I, again, uh, 
Statue of David, perhaps one of the most, of course, there's so many incredible statues in, in Italy. Uh, but that one, um, I mean, the Statue of David, you think that people don't understand, anybody that's a historian mm. will, but you don't realize how big the statue is. The statue is like yes. two stories tall. It's a monster. So I figured, all right, we're going to give this some love, but uh, the Disney company, this has always been a family organization, and I'm not putting anything uh, that's going to put Disney at risk in any shape, way, or form, much less the ACC network. So therefore, I decided to get the picture taken just like that. I wasn't sure exactly yeah. what picture you were going to show, to be honest with you. But uh, no, that's based on the Disney guidelines that I have followed since becoming a full-time employee years ago. Yes. Uh, there was no way yeah. that I was going to give you the full frontal of the statue, David. So, therefore, that's the shot that's good. you got right there. Yeah. Very important. Well done. By the way, uh, well speaking of Florence, <laughs> Italy, uh, I will tell you while meandering uh, through one of the great piazzas, uh, ran into a couple. A guy says to me, Hey, man, you look like Mark Packer. And I turned around and I said, Well, that's funny. I am Mark Packer. <laughs> <laughs> He goes, man, hey, I, you I, what are you, Mark he, Packer. He said, what are you doing here? I said, the same thing you're doing here, watching the watching the world go by in one of the great cities of the world, my man. There's Florence. Man, what a beautiful place this is. Holy mackerel. Buonanotte. <laughs> um, Florence is stunning. Man, they're all great. I mean, I'm not telling you. I mean, Capri was awesome, Positano, Amalfi, Lake Como. So who was your friend in Florence? Uh, some family in, in Raleigh, North Carolina. Big fans of the show. Man, we watch you and Wes every morning. I said, you bet you didn't watch us this morning. No, I'm sure I didn't. (laughs) You guys have a good time now. All right, man. Cool. Yeah. Okay. By the way. Off you go. Are we running late? Because I know there was a bet on Twitter. All right. uh, Let's get to the letters. A lot of mail. Two weeks of mail I've been trying to get caught up on yesterday. Got handwritten note. You know how much I love handwritten notes. Got a handwritten note from the mm-hmm. director of athletics at Florida State University, Wes. Michael Alford. That's right. He said, it was a pleasure to meet you in Amelia Island. I enjoyed our conversation. Yep. Thank you for all you do to promote our conference and grow our brand. Uh, please let yep. me know if there's ever anything I can do for you guys for assistance. Go Knowles, Michael Alford. So that will go up on the handwritten yep. note board. And uh, while the yep. family, while we were enjoying some uh, cold beverages, that'd be wine. Um, in Rome, um, there was a family that, uh, you know, you just sit there and you just drink wine and eat bruschetta all day and you just watch people. Nobody does anything. So, um, there was a family from Manchester, England that ended up sitting down beside us. The only reason I know they're from Manchester United, Manchester, England is because they had their Manchester United stuff going on. And I said mm-hmm. to the woman, I said, uh, is that, so this must be your grandfather. Uh, this must be your father. And she goes through this whole story. And they had this little girl, Lexi, who's five years old. So while we were yep. conversing with them, Lexi, I told her that we're going to make her a TV star on Monday. She, this is Lexi, five years old, Manchester, England, ended up drawing me a picture. I said, you draw me a picture, I'll put it on television. So this is uh, five-year-old Lexi. Who drew me a picture from Manchester, England? Let it go, Lexi. So I just want to pass that on. She's not watching, I don't believe, but they were having a big time. And I said, Now, Lexi, is this your grandfather over there? She goes, Ah, that's my grandfather. 
And of course, their accents are fantastic. And all they were doing was sure. looking for uh, <clears throat> Irish pubs. I said, wait a minute. You got all this great wine. I went out night for the Irish pub. So that, that's what they were going to do all day. They were looking for the five best Irish pubs. I was like, man, that, what a world we live in. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, Packers back. We've got uh, plenty of news to bring your way. Uh, we've e had a couple of e bello essere tornati. You know what that means, Wes? All right. No, sir. It means it's good to be back. Okay, there we go. Excellent. Intermittently, apparently, between now and 10 o'clock, too, we'll be providing you with kind of a learner's guide to the Italian language. See. Si. We, we, yeah, there we have it. All right. Uh, when we come back, baseball regionals are underway. Some good, some bad for the ACC, and some left to be decided. We'll get you up to date. We do know the Hokies and the Irish are on to the Supers. And we will touch on that when we get back on ACC Network. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham. Back again. As Wes said, lucky number is 640 today if you're in the mood. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the program. Uh, we'll get back to oh, more man. Italy stuff. I also have a giant box that was sent by the University of Virginia, which we will open later in the show. I have no earthly idea what's in the box. <clears throat> we'll figure that thing out as we go. Kind of like trying to figure out okay. the NCAA baseball championships, Wes. Some good, Ooh. some bad, some mystery, some unknown, some feel good, some disappointment, yeah. a little bit of everything for the ACC. Absolutely, but we do have two teams from the Atlantic Coast Conference who are headed to Super Regionals. Virginia Tech is headed to the Supers for the first time ever as a host, and the Hokies are waiting on the winner of the uh, Regional with Florida, but John Chef's team has been phenomenal. And in storybook fashion, two guys that signed up with the Hokies when Chef took over helped take them to the Supers. Uh, Ryan Metz, and also Ryan Okunda, Okuda rather, both played big roles in the win against uh, Columbia that sends Virginia Tech now to the Super Regionals where they await the winner of either Florida or Oklahoma, who is in a winner-take-all game uh, later today in Gainesville. But uh, Virginia Tech, fabulous job in all honesty, Pack. They did a terrific job of getting uh, – you know, we talked about the two guys, Mets and Okuda, but the other thing Virginia Tech did was they got all the guys, Gavin Cross and Hackenberg and all these other guys who you expected to have good series. Jack Hurley, they had good series. But the reality of it is, is that this baseball team, who we thought was a really good team when they won the ACC, shows it right now in at least the first part of the regionals here. Yeah, and they've been able. Hey, they've raked all season long. They score forty six yep. runs in the three games, a sweep. Uh, only five teams got through the first round of the NCAA tournament in a sweeping fashion. Two are from the ACC. We'll get to Notre Dame here in a second. Mm -hmm. But uh, Virginia Tech takes care of business. They are good to go on that front. But they were able to swing the bats and. Some of these regionals, yep. Wes, when I, by the time I got back to the States, you start looking at the scoreboard, you're like, holy mackerel, man. Can you keep anybody yeah. under 20? I mean, the scores have been nuts, and yet there are some regionals, which we'll get to in a second, like Notre Dame, where runs were at a premium. So it's really been kind of all mm. over the place. 
as far as run production goes and the fact, you know, some teams did not get the job done that you expected to. And unfortunately, one really involves the ACC as far as the national seed, which we'll get to. But Virginia Tech is a feel-good story. Hokies are rocking and rolling, and they put their feet back. And like you said, Florida and Oklahoma get after each other today. Winner gets the chance to jump on Virginia Tech and those bats. But if you're Virginia Tech, man, you could not have scripted a better start to this tournament. You get rested up. You get a chance to host. You're chilling and grilling. You're a national seed. You know what? Omaha is right around the corner for Virginia Tech. Yeah, the place you're talking about where runs were out of control is yesterday in Stillwater, Oklahoma. Crazy. Where uh, Oklahoma State and Missouri State combined for 44 runs in five hours and 19 minutes of baseball. Yeah, I mean, OK State was down 12 zip, comes back and wins. They put a 29 spot on. And when I saw scores like that, I, I think of you because I know how much you love long baseball games and uh holy man oh, yeah. some, some of these scores were bonkers over the weekends but man virginia yep. tech congratulations 46 runs three games uh, they've been raking like i said all season long the bats are legit they're legit they're really good and they got a legitimate chance mm. to get to oman man what a story that would be it would be a great story and uh, john chef congratulations to you and your team and uh, we'll look forward to seeing who virginia tech welcomes to English Field in Blacksburg for the Super Regionals. Notre Dame went to Statesboro. Irish felt like they should have been a host. They They weren't. They went to Statesboro, Georgia, uh, as the two seed to the top seed, Georgia Southern Eagles. And uh, Link Jarrett's team played terrific. Uh, They really did. Irish beat Texas Tech uh, on Friday night to get started. Uh, then they turn around and beat Georgia Southern, the host team six to four, and then eliminated Texas Tech with a two-one win last night in uh, Statesboro. So congratulations to Link Jarrett and his team on an opportunity to uh, get to the Super Regionals for the second consecutive year. Last year they went to Mississippi State, you remember, for the Super Regionals, and this year they're going to draw Tennessee and Knoxville. The Vols came from behind last night in innings eight and nine to dismiss Georgia Tech and win the Knoxville Regional on their home field last night. Yeah, Notre Dame should have been a host. They were not. Again, I know what was going on while I I was gone. NC State getting hosed by the committee, which I'll get to maybe later. Um, Listen, don't even get me started with all this stuff. At the end of the day, if you get lucky enough to get one of the 64 invites, you got to go play and win. That's exactly what Notre Dame did. Did it on the road. And I mentioned the, you know, the scoring discrepancy around the country. 32 runs were scored in the six games in this regional mm-hmm. in Statesboro. 32 runs total in the six games. For example, right. in Chapel Hill, where North Carolina's got a big game today, a loser-leave-town match against VCU. They've played six games. 98 runs have been scored in Chapel Hill in the yep. six games. Only 32. I mean, that's amazing, given how people are hitting the baseball in this day and age in college baseball. The fact that there were only 32 runs scored, but Notre Dame pitching, pitching, pitching. Here's Lincoln, the boys, back again, as you mentioned, to another Super Regional. Uh, but they've got a tough task. Uh, make no mistake about it. Tennessee's the number one team in the country, rightfully so. It mm-hmm. is a small ballpark. They rake it. They hit bombs. So that pitching will be put to an absolute test. But Notre Dame's still alive and kicking. And Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, two of only five teams to sweep over the weekend – it uh, shows you how yep. tough it is. I mean, two national seeds already out. One includes the ACC in Miami, which we'll get to. Uh, that means there's a, you know, just think about that a second, Wes. How many teams who are national seeds that play today? There's 10 of them. 
and they lose or leave town. Yeah. It just goes to show you the, com- the competitive balance right now in college baseball. It is real. It's legit. But Notre Dame and Tennessee will be a – that's a huge matchup for the Irish. That's a tough task having to go to Knoxville and try to beat the Vols. You mentioned the two games today very quickly. At high noon, you got uh, Louisville and uh, Michigan. Michigan at Jim Patterson Stadium. Uh, and then tonight at 6 o'clock, you've got North Carolina VCU from the Bosch in uh, Chapel Hill. The Tar Heels have been a story in the regional in part because of what happened on Saturday night. Uh, the regional had started. Carolina won the uh, – Won their first ball game. They come back, and it's a winner's bracket game against VCU. And here's the play on uh, on Saturday night that caused – this is the first of the plays. And Scott Forbes is out. That is John Henricks, who is the home plate umpire. We will talk about that and more when we come back. Infield flies, interference calls, and more on Packer and Durham. Packer and Durham. Here's Mark Packer and Wes Durham. Pops him up. Call the end. O'Malley. Should be an infield fly rule. Runner can go. That's a double play. Double play. Wow. Infield fly. Did they call the infield fly? No. So now the second time the second base umpire. Mark Wagers has been the brunt of frustration from Scott Forbes. Forbes is saying, my runner at second didn't know if he needed to go or not. Because if it's an infield fly, the runner at second doesn't have to go anywhere. And so because the infield fly wasn't called, it forced Wilkerson to break late and he was thrown out. Well, they butchered that one, boys and girls. I mean, you can't sugarcoat that deal. That's called a whiff <clears throat> by the umpires. That's a whiff. Yeah. I mean, that, that basically Tough night is for a, the uh... Wes, that's basically exactly what the in-fly, infield fly rule is. I mean, if you try to define that to somebody, say, well, here, let me give you a for instance. Uh, that would be basically right. the play. They absolutely butchered that one yeah. to death. I don't blame Coach at all. Unbelievable. Yeah, and at the end of the day, it's one of two plays. Here it is again. Second baseman comes in, drop the ball. Jeez. And all of a sudden, because the bases are where they are, everybody's got to be on the move. You see, watch the runners. I mean, that's that's baseball 101 rule is what that is. I mean, come on. You can't right. whiff that deal. So Mark Wagers is the second base umpire. He does not call the infield fly rule. Mm, brutal. All right. So Scott Forbes, the head coach at Carolina, rightly so, is like, you got to be kidding me. Now, this this entire event was – that was the second part of this whole deal. The first part of this whole deal was this play. An interference play pack. Unbelievable here. Look at this. Ground ball. Wagers again. Second base umpire. Calls interference on the base runner. Mm, That would be an incorrect call as well. Man. 
Had a tough night okay. there, man. What's going on with the second base umpire tonight? So Mark Wagers becomes a logistics expert, showing path of slide to Scott Forbes, things like that. And he wanted it reviewed. It was reviewed, not overturned. So on the back end of the infield fly, Forbes, it's it's going, right? Wagers is the second base umpire not having a great night. The home plate umpire is John Henricks, okay? So John Henricks ultimately, in Forbes' discussions and arguments, throws Scott Forbes out of the game. So when Forbes is ejected from the game, post-game there is no explanation from the umpiring crew. There's nothing the NCAA releases, whatever, pool reporter, or whatever you want to call it. Scott Forbes is suspended for two games. It's ridiculous. Suspended. Ridiculous. Okay? Bubba Cunningham takes to Twitter. Bubba Cunningham has a tweet that basically says he calls out the NCAA. Incredibly disappointed to have the NCAA confirm a two-game suspension for our head coach, yet have no explanation on the call that ultimately led to the suspension. We must do better for our student-athletes and teams. There's not any question about that. So Carolina yesterday has to play Georgia elimination game. They end up winning when Carolina robs the Bulldogs of a home run at the wall late in the game, 6-5. And then they beat VCU last night, so Scott Forbes gets to return tonight for the winner-take-all game against VCU. Now, let me, let me take you back somewhere. Last night, early in the VCU game, Carolina has a shot down the third base line when they're at bat. The ball hit the bag. In front of John Hendricks, who was the home plate umpire the night before, he's umpiring at third. He called it foul. <laughs> you see, we might have a problem with this Unbelievable. crew. Unbelievable. Yeah, you got to get this right. Oh. Listen, this is not a uh, Tuesday night uh, in the early February and everybody's knocking the rust off of it and you still don't know what the rules are. Hey, th- this is big-time baseball, man. The college baseball championships are at stake. You got to get these right. These aren't even hard calls. But here's the other thing that I don't but pack. Like. Here's the other thing I don't like, Wes. You know, if a guy comes out of the dugout and punched a dude right in the face, you say, hey, you know what? We're going to suspend this guy. It's a problem. We can't, we can't have this in baseball. This guy's suspended two games. You can't suspend. And I'm not just saying this because it's correct. North It'd be, I'd, I'd say this if this was the coach at Kansas, Fresno State, roast beef A&M. You can't suspend a coach – for two games, these two games in this tournament, for arguing, and rightfully so, hey, you guys might have missed this call. Now, if a guy would have come Correct. out, he pulls the bag, he throws it in a guy's face, he you know kicks him in the groin and talks about his mama, all right, you want to suspend him for two games? Go for it. Knock yourself out. But to, right. to suspend Forbes right. for two on that, given the incompetence of those calls, is embarrassing. I mean, that, that is utterly yeah. embarrassing. And the NCAA is doing things to itself where you just go, hey, you can't defend some of these actions. And I go back to what happened last year in Omaha with NC State. You can talk about the committee. and, yep. and all, Hey, that happens all the time as far as teams getting in, getting out, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, whatever. We get those debates every year. But these calls, the ones we just laid out to you, that is about as basic of baseball 101 stuff that you just simply cannot miss come tournament baseball. You can't do it. And you cannot totally suspend agree. Forbes 
two games for saying, hey, listen, I'm taking up for my guys because, quite frankly, I think you guys blew both of these calls. And they did. Yeah. Well, and and at the back end of this deal, every NCAA regional has an NCAA baseball administrator. Um, They typically are former coaches, former assistant ADs who know baseball, maybe played it in college, who've been around athletic department. They are representatives of the NCAA baseball committee. They may not necessarily be the committee members who select the teams, but they are baseball administrators as assigned by the NCAA. Here's the deal. That person on site in Chapel Hill should have released a statement representing the umpiring crew for the calls that were made. It's that simple. Here's the other thing, too. We've spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on technology, right? Hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it right. And, And you're not getting that right. You're not getting either one of those calls right. And you went back and reviewed them, and you still didn't get them right. How's that happening? I mean, you can have, and look, I got sent yesterday, you'll love this. I got sent yesterday uh, NCAA baseball rule 2 48, the infield fly. A fair fly ball, not including a line drive that can be caught by an infielder with ordinary effort when first and second or first, second, and third bases are occupied before two are out. The pitcher, catcher, and any infielder who's positioned in the infield on the play shall be considered infield. Infielders for the purpose of the rule. In the case of a declared infield fly, the ball is live and runners may advance at their own risk. If a declared infield fly becomes a foul ball, it's treated the same as any foul. If a player intentionally drops a fair ball, the ball remains in play despite the provisions. The infield fly rule takes precedence, Pac. That's what it says. Yeah, well, they whiffed Really? It. I mean, they just whiffed it. I mean, it's as simple oh. as that. But here's the big picture, Wes, right. at the end of the day. You know, d- despite all this stuff and Forbes having to sit out a couple games and all that good stuff, you know what? North Carolina today, tonight, technically at 6 p.m., assuming the weather is going to be all right, has a chance to advance. I mean, at the end of the day, you're still alive and kick it. Now, they, they kicked VCU all over yep. the yard last night after – holding off Georgia and won both games yesterday. So the good news is, despite the incompetency of that umpiring crew uh, during those examples that we just gave you, you still now can go out and control your own destiny. And that's what North Carolina's been doing. And while I was going in Italy, obviously they rolled in here to Charlotte and took care of business, knocked off Elliott Avent and NC State for the ACC championship. And they're playing their best baseball of the year. But uh, it's all hands on deck because it's, like I said, you've got 10 – national seeds playing today in a loser leave town match and that balance of power mm-hmm. i know tennessee has been fantastic as the number one team but really two through about 25 on a given weekend hey your guess is as good as mine right now in college baseball so for north carolina despite the umpiring crew go play your game man go win tonight yep check off the box let's move on to the next round do your thing. So North Carolina is still in the right spot at home where they've been really, really great at the Bosch. And uh, so they just got to go take care of business tonight against VCU. Yeah. Uh, so Carolina and Louisville looking for chances to advance tonight. Uh, tougher stories in Tallahassee, tougher stories in Knoxville with Georgia Tech and in Coral Gables with Miami and certainly Greenville and College Park as well. Very quickly, 
Uh, Florida State beat UCLA in their opener 5-3. to three. Alex Torral had a huge home run late in the ball game to uh, give the Knowles some cushion. But then Florida State lost 21-7 to seven to Auburn in the winner's bracket game and then was eliminated by UCLA 2-1. to one. Uh, Disappointing finish, I know, for Mike Martin Jr.'s team. For Georgia Tech, they battled back. They lost 15-8 to eight to Campbell. That was a team we were concerned about with the Jackets going in. And then they came back and beat Alabama State in a loser's bracket game 13-4 to four, and then beat Campbell 16-5 to five in an elimination game before last night leading at 1.4-0 but ultimately losing 9-6 last night to Tony Vitello's team. By the way, Tony Vitello, dead ringer for Larry Fedora, Pack. just well, so that, you know. I tell you, he's done a great uh, job. He's yeah. done a great job. Their team is explosive. They're fun to watch. They got a little swagger, but – Six in the ninth will get yep. you beat, Wes. I mean, Georgia Tech, if they close oh, it out time. in the ninth inning, hey, they, they kind of force a, all the pressure on Tennessee today. They did not get the job done late, late, yep. late. Six runs in the ninth inning was the killer. That's it. Uh, Danny Hall, by the way, with the win against Campbell, 16-5 to yesterday, uh, became the NCAA's all-time active winning coach with wins, 1,348 of them. So he's the active winningest coach in NCAA baseball. Our congratulations to Danny, who joined us last week, of course. Terrific guy. He's done a phenomenal job in 29 years at, uh, at Georgia Tech, and not to mention his work at, uh, at Kent prior to arriving uh, in Atlanta as their head coach. So uh, our congratulations to Danny and his team on, a, uh, on another good season, but on this particular honor as well as being the activist uh, the active winningest NCAA baseball coach. Um, the Coral Gables Regional, Miami's been a bit of a head-scratcher pack. Uh, beat Canisius, then lose a 2-1. Remember, they're a day behind here. Lose a 2-1 game to, uh, uh, to Ole Miss. And then last night, lost late to Arizona 4-3. to And their season, just like that, in three snaps is gone. Um, Got to be incredibly disappointing for Gino Damari. By the way, in the uh, in the ball game, uh, Yo-Yo Morales uh, the other night was a home run machine. He hit three home runs in the ball game against Canisius on the way to that eleven six win. But uh, since that ball game, Miami's just had a hard time generating plate power. To be honest with you, well, here's the thing, Wes. Uh, they've been great closing out games. They were 39-0 and mm-hmm. after the eighth inning. And last night, it got away from them in the eighth and the ninth inning. It seemed to be a trend with all the ACC teams that got eliminated over the weekend. Blown leads. You saw yeah. it with Virginia. You saw it with Wake Forest. You mentioned Georgia Tech a second ago. Yep. Well, here we are talking about Miami. Uh, there's only two national seeds, and there's 16 of them in the tournament that uh, were hosting and were eliminated. Georgia Southern, compliments to Notre mm-hmm. Dame. And Miami, and th- disappointing for Miami because I thought that was a team. Sure is. Given their consistency during the course of the season at home to host the regional, I, I expected the Canes to go on somewhat of a run here. So that was a very, very surprising early departure for Miami. No question. Yep. Um, the Greenville Regional is where uh, Virginia's demise was met. Cavaliers beat Coastal Carolina seven to two in their lid lifter on Friday. And then East Carolina came from behind to beat them on Saturday night in the winner's bracket game, 4-2. to two. And then yesterday, Coastal Carolina eliminated Virginia. Shauna Clear is winning 7-6. to six. The 
Disappointing part there is Virginia led 6 nothing in the fifth. The Cavaliers hadn't lost a game this year where they led by more than four runs this season. Haven't lost an NCAA tournament game of that nature since 99 when the current format was adopted. So, uh, And I know that's disappointing for Brian O'Connor's team. You just uh, know it is. The season ending is one thing, but that way – is uh has certainly got to be a little sore this morning. Yep, Jake Eloff went in yard twice yesterday, uh, but you, again, you got to close it. You're up, you got to close. That, that's part of the mm-hmm. We talk about the yep. everybody being able to hit, but you know, at some point in time, you got to get people out. And like I said, there was a common yep. thread amongst all these ACC teams yesterday and and kind of a loser leave town matches. You have leads, you're late in the game, close mm-hmm. it out. Unfortunately for a number of them, that didn't work out. Yep, and then uh, Wake Forest fell to UConn in their first game at College Park at Shipley Field, eight to seven. Deacons eliminated Long Island University, ten to four, but could not get away from Maryland. Uh, got eliminated ten five by the fifteenth seeded Turbs, who will now host UConn. Um, UConn, by the way, is uh, is two and one, and so is Maryland. So this is a winner take all game tonight at seven o'clock in College Park, and Tom Walters' team. Like you said, Pac, another similar storyline for Wake Forest. Yeah, they're up 5-2 in the game. Uh, and then Maryland explodes yep. in the eighth inning. Again, that theme, you kept hearing it all day and all night yesterday with ACC baseball. You got the lead, a comfortable lead, ironically, in a lot of these games. and just was not able to close the deal. So for Virginia, Wake, Florida State, Miami, and Georgia Tech, nine ACC teams get in. Five have already been eliminated. Two have moved on. Two more can move on today with Louisville, who put a 20 spot on yep. Michigan yesterday. Probably like to keep some of those in the back pocket for today. That's a high noon first <laughs> pitch. Uh, and again, North Carolina VCU tonight. So you could have potentially four ACC teams moving on to Super Regionals by tomorrow morning. There you go. All right, when we come back, Mark, you missed our visit uh, with the Tawartan Award winner, the GOAT, Charlotte North on the heels of another award-winning season, joins us next in case you missed it on Packer. The Packer and Durham Podcast. This is the Packer and Durham Podcast. Packer and Durham, show number 640 on this Monday, June the 6th. 844-SAY-ACCN is the number for the program. And while I was gallivanting around the great country of Italy, Western was working working hard and interviewing one of the all-time greats. I was surprised. I mean, I was standing alongside of four really amazing players, um, and they've done so much for the sport, and it's it's been an honor to play against them um, and all of their accomplishments. They're just they're just great, and they're great people. So um, I, was, I was honored to be up there next to them um, and get to know them the past couple of days. Charlotte, the idea that there's a finality to this, has that sunk in? that now it's on to another level of play? Not really. Um, You know, it's a little bittersweet. I've had such an amazing time at Boston College. Um, I'm not sure I'm ready to say goodbye, but um, I I just am so grateful for all the memories I've made there and and all the relationships I've built with my teammates and coaches. You know, it's difficult for those of us that... Go ahead, Drew. Go ahead, Wes. I was going to say, it's difficult for those uh, of us that have... (laughs) Go, here we go, we go again. Fault. This go. is what happens when we're remote. All right, I'll go. I'll go. Uh, Charlotte, we call you the goat all the time. I'm just curious when when you hear that about yourself, how does that make you feel? Like, how do you respond to hearing people say you're the greatest to ever do it? 
I mean, there's so many great players that I looked up to, um, ones that have won this award, ones that, you know, I've just watched play for so many years, ones that I'm um, honored to be able to play with at the U.S. level. Um, it's just the sport is in such a great place and there's so much talent everywhere, um, especially, you know, at the collegiate level. And it's just it's so fun to play in and play around. Um, and the sport's only going to continue to grow. But Charlotte, it, it appears, and, and I understand, you know, the respect level for other players, especially those of them that you watched as you were a kid and now your college career has come to a close. But your career is going to coincide with the rise of this sport. I mean, more young women are playing lacrosse now than just about any other sport in this country on a, on a per capita basis. The idea that it's your face and your game that has brought so many more young women to play and young girls to play the game. That's got to mean something to you. That's, that's unique to you and, and you alone, I think. It's special. I think that, you know, the overall growth of the game is, is due to all those players that, that came before me. And then they set the stage for all the teams now to just kind of explode with the increasing coverage of the game. Um, all of the different, you know, live streams um, and, you know, all the nationally televised games. It's just incredible. It's it's what the sport deserves um, and all the players deserve, um, you know, to be on this platform. Um, and like you said, I just I think it's just going to continue to grow. I think if people were watching the sport for the first time on ESPN and the championship, their first thought must have been, how is number eight scoring all the goals and taking all the draws. What is a draw, first of all? Okay, she's winning all of them. I don't know how that works, but Charlotte North is winning all of them. Can you just take us into that when you're basically on every inch of the field and you're involved in basically every play where you guys have the ball and you're responsible for getting the ball for two hours? Like, How do you maintain the stamina for an entire game? I mean, I lean on my teammates, especially at the draw circle. Um, I have Courtney Taylor and Holly Schleicher, who are unbelievable. Um, you know, they they will battle after every ball and, and pick up ground balls that they're not even near. Um, and it's just, it's so much fun to play with them on the draw circle. And we're so well coached at the draw, too, with Sam Apuzo. We work really hard with our draw unit all year. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, it's just, it's so unique to the game. It's like a game within the game. Um, and it's something I've had a lot of fun doing. Charlotte, I, I, you mentioned Sam, and obviously she won this honor in, in 18. Um, and I want to follow up a little bit on that side because I know her influence has meant a lot to you and playing for Acacia has meant a lot. Um, now that we've kind of reached the end of the line here, what kind of influence and what kind of conversations have you guys had about next steps for you? Because obviously there's the national team, and we understand the quality of player on that. And you mentioned that you've been with some national teammates, I guess, uh, here in, in D.C. But now this next step, how much of the influence in what you've been doing at B.C. is helping set the stage for that next step? Definitely. Um, you know, we're, we're taking it day by day. Um, and I think, you know, this summer is going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm so fortunate I get to play with Sam Puzo um, and a bunch of, you know, all-time greats, like I said, and it's going to be a dream come true. And then following that, I'll be playing um, in the Athletes Unlimited Pro League, um, which I'm so excited mm -hmm. for. It's so fast-paced and exciting. Um, and it's, it's also going to be, you know, nationally televised, which is huge for the sport. Um, so I'm really grateful for that opportunity as well um, and excited for this summer. 
You were the number one pick in Athletes Unlimited a couple days ago. Now, Taylor Cummings is the reigning queen of Athletes Unlimited. I know that. She won the three to Waratons. You've got the two. Does that give you a little extra juice going in to try to take that crown from her? <laughs> Taylor's awesome. I, I can't wait to play with her at U.S. as well. Um, I mean, she's obviously, you know, one of the, the greatest players of all time. Um, just dominated so, so much and continues to do it. She's so fun to watch, and I'm excited to play with her. All right, so next step is what? You're going to go back to Boston? You're going to pack up? I mean, how, how does all this work? You still, when are we going to throw out more first pitches in Texas? I mean, what do we got going on here? <laughs> um, I have a quick turnaround. I'm going to go uh, to Stony Brook and, and play in our U.S. training camp this coming week. Um, and then a little short, short break, um, a, few, a few coaching gigs, and then going uh, to Towson, Maryland for the World Cup. Tell you what, she's unbelievable. Charlotte man. North, terrific pack. Yep. You know, she's terrific. been on. You know, she the, really is. She's been on with us six times, Wes. And um, it, 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 to watch her grow as a person on our show, just the conversations, the way she handles herself, and then you watch her play, and you realize, my God, what an incredible talent. And I know I was gone for another classic North Carolina Boston College showdown. We talked about this during the season. Wouldn't it be amazing if they saw yep. each other three times? Well, they did. Great regular season game, an mm -hmm. ACC championship as one versus two, and then they played for a national championship in a true classic. But Charlotte North, touch of class, great player, great <clears throat> representation of uh, Boston College in the ACC. We're going to miss her, but it's going to be fun to watch her take it to another level. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. I'm excited to see what happens with Charlotte North. And you know what? The sport of women's lacrosse has really, really benefited from her and it's also timing as well. You know that. And I think that's one of the things that we're excited about is that sport, particularly in the ACC, where, you know, it's really, really at a high level for sure. When we come back, best and worst of the weekend. The best of has to include more Italy photos, doesn't it? Yo-Yo uh -oh. Morales now. I knew that was on the list. Look at him counting them off. And then the dogs go home on a robbed home run ball. I'll show you all that more next. Packer and Durham.